Online Business Zen, Episode 9, Escaping the 9 to 5. This is Online Business Zen Internet Radio Show where successful online businesses get their start. If you want to start, build, and market your own successful home-based internet business, visit OnlineBusinessZen.com and sign up for our email newsletter today. And now, your host, Dr. Brad Smith. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. We're happy to have you here today. I got a great interview today with Marin Kate, a young entrepreneur who's making her dreams come true. I got a quick announcement. We're starting a three-part series on search engine optimization. I'm going to be publishing that on the blog over the next few weeks. That's going to cover keyword research, on-page search engine optimization, and off-page search engine optimization, including backlinking strategies. So if you own a website or you're just starting one, you really should uh, follow that series. Okay, today on the show, we have Marin Kate from escapingthe9to5.com. Marin Kate, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks. Nice to be here. I really appreciate you uh, coming on. I wanted to ask you first, how did you get started in online business? Um, I started eBay businesses when I was in college, and I kind of just graduated from there, meaning I wanted to go on to more scalable businesses. So I started trying bunches of different things online until I found something that stuck. Now, how did you get started on escaping the nine to five dot com? Now, that's as I understand it, that's all about uh, really getting out of a regular job, right? Yeah, well, it's about starting a business that will change your life, that will, you know, allow you to live the lifestyle you want to. So I got started on that when I started to pursue it myself. So I just kind of wanted to document my journey. Can you talk a little bit about your, your story? I understand you actually dropped out of school to pursue an alternative path here. Yeah, well, I mean, I was pretty much done with school. I had one course left before my graduation. I'd been in college for five years, but I wanted to uh, start my own business. And I just realized that an English literature degree wasn't really going to do anything for me as an entrepreneur. So I just started trying different paths, kind of. And what what kind of things did you try early on? Uh, Other than, obviously you said the eBay business, but. I started a uh, website that taught people how to become power sellers on eBay. I started a social media company that is still actually in existence. And I still do take on some clients from that from time to time. I uh, did some internet marketing on my blog. And finally, what I landed with was outsourcing, which I have always been the most passionate about. And from there, I built two different outsourcing companies. I'm in the middle of, they're both startups. And yeah, that's, that's where I've landed. That's what I definitely enjoy the most and where I see the most profit. Now you, you marked your one year anniversary of the blog a short time ago. What's, what's changed in the first year? What are some of the things you've learned? Pretty much everything. I went from zero to, you know, having a full-time job, quote unquote, as an entrepreneur. And yeah, I've, I've learned a ton, way more than I could put into an hour or even two. It's just been, it's been crazy. I learned about personal branding. I learned about the importance of scalability, the importance of building a business that you actually enjoy and not really going after money, but instead going after a need in the market. 
there's just been a lot. I also read pretty much like a book or two a day, which has really, I think, helped accelerate my growth as an in entrepreneur and as a person. Now, uh, what are some of the books you're enjoying? I, I, I'm also a voracious reader. I love reading, and I found it uh, incredibly valuable for my business. But what are, what are some of the top books you've read recently? Um, I'm rereading New Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. I'm rereading The Seven High... Uh, Seven highly effective. Wait, how seven, does it go? Seven habits of highly effective people. Yes, seven habits of highly effective people, and I'm about to start reading "What Technology Wants" by Kevin Kelly, wow. which I hear is amazing for especially people that are in the tech world. So, on your blog, you stress the importance of lifestyle based on freedom. What is what does lifestyle and freedom really mean to you as a as an entrepreneur? It just means being able to do what I want when I wake up. I work a lot and people often say that that conflicts with what I'm talking about, but it doesn't because I want to work. I really enjoy what I do. I like getting up and getting a green tea at Starbucks and just delving into my work. I'm passionate about it. So that's my freedom. I don't have to work for someone else. I don't have to do anything I particularly don't want to do. I'm always pursuing things I want to do. That's one of the things I enjoy too. I, I recently started full time and, and I, I really love having that freedom and knowing that I can walk away if I need to. Now that doesn't mean I don't work hard. Uh, I think we all work very hard, but, but uh, yeah, I really enjoy that freedom. Exactly. So you were named one of the top young women entrepreneurs to follow on Forbes.com. How, how did that change your life? How did that, how did that come about? I really, I don't know. Um, just somebody that wrote for them uh, compiled a list of women that they thought were influential entrepreneurs on Forbes. And that was about that. Yeah. So it was cool. I got a lot of new followers and I guess tiny bragging rights, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Now, several months ago, you started uh, a podcast on escaping the nine to five. Uh, what have you yeah. learned from your new venture into podcasting? Uh, that it's way easier to learn by others' mistakes than yours. I interview entrepreneurs all the time, and it's awesome because I'm always learning from things that they've done well at and things that they've failed at, and I can kind of take those tips and avoid the two years of going down the wrong path myself by learning from others' mistakes and also benefiting from their breakthroughs. Now, has podcasting really helped, uh, helped you grow your business? Um, I, I really did it. I started to do it for myself. I wanted to talk to these people and pick their brain for a half an hour. It's grown my blog, but I don't really look at it as something to grow my business. I just look at it as a way of tapping into the knowledge base out there for startups and just sharing it with people. Yeah, it's, I've enjoyed it. Uh, really enjoyed your podcast and I'd recommend that for the folks out there. Uh, you recently set a goal of making $33,333 per month. Now, how, yeah. how do you actually go about making money online? What are some of the strategies you use for, for monetizing your blog and also your other businesses? Well, I don't, I think there's way too much stressing on monetizing your blogs and affiliates. You have to be very good at it. You have to have started probably earlier than if you're just starting now. And I think it's a better idea to monetize online by starting a business that fills a need. Yeah. So I plan on making that by growing my um, startup virtual.com, which is the first social outsourcing platform really of its kind. 
And I focused on growing that into a very large brand and then eventually cashing out or selling it. And if you, let's say, invest $10 million that you get from the sale of a business into a very safe, slow growth mutual fund or series of them, that's the, uh, the amount per month you'll get at 4% interest is 33333. Three, three, three. Yep. Now, how are you making your money now though? I mean, uh, obviously you're working on a number of startups, but, but what are some of the things that are working for you now? Well, I do business coaching on my blog. Mm-hmm. I still have my social marketing company, which I only, uh, I cater to high end clients. So it's a few grand a month usually per client. Mm-hmm. But I'm phasing that out and I'm focusing on virtual Zeta almost exclusively, which is for a flat fee, we place entrepreneurs with VAs so they don't have to do all the work and go through 10 virtual assistants before they find one good one. They just get the good one off the bat and we guarantee them for a year and offer them support. So that's, that's pretty much how now. Well, while we're on the topic, why don't we talk a little bit about your virtual assistant businesses? It sounds like you have two of them, right? Is that right? Yeah. Well, the uh, virtual Zeta was the one we started with, me mm-hmm. and my partner, and that's virtual assistant placements. And we had to build a job board to have a, um, a database that we could filter through and interview and test. So we created virtual, and as we've been building it, and more people have been joining and you know finding virtual assistants that way we've just started to focus more on social outsourcing and realizing that that's a very valuable platform in and of itself so that's completely free we don't make any money off that but we're growing it because we know it's going to be worth a lot the amount of information in the database mm-hmm. And the difference between the two is virtual is completely do-it-yourself. I mean, you post jobs. It's more micro-outsourcing. Say you need to get a WordPress theme coded. You'd post it on virtual. If you want to find a full-time virtual assistant for your internet startup, you would want to go with virtual Zeta and have us who are experts who've been doing this for a while screen and find you the perfect person versus spending a lot of time trying to find someone yourself. So, so virtual is a little bit more of a job site. Is that correct? And then virtual Zeta is more of a, I want to hire a, a you know, a part-time yeah. or full-time virtual Zeta is placement. Virtual uh, is completely a social outsourcing job board. Now, in a lot of your posts, you mentioned that you're not terribly technical yourself, but you rely on a lot of virtual workers to get the work done for you. Can yes, you tell exactly. us tell us a little bit about the virtual assistants that you've used and, and what they do for you? What kind of services? I've used virtual assistants for literally everything under the sun. I've used them for SEO. I've used them for uploading WordPress themes, for tweaking my sites. I've had a longtime project manager that was started as a virtual assistant and is now my partner in both outsourcing businesses. And I mean, I've literally from everything from having them research podcast guests to having a virtual assistant book travel for me, having them write copy for certain sites, do graphic design, search engine optimization, um, lead generation, anything you can think of that can be done online, anything that's not physical, like go get me a cup of coffee. I've had virtual assistants do, and anyone can. That's why I believe it's such an important part of the new economy. 
Now, do you leverage virtual assistants overseas or just ones here in the, in the States? They're actually all overseas. All overseas, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's an advantage to that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's an advantage to both in your country and out of your country. I started overseas because there's a larger database there and it was more inexpensive when I first started out. And I've just kept it overseas because different countries seem to be very good at different things. Um, Eastern European countries seem to be very good at programming and design. The Philippines is great for general virtual assistants that, you know, help you with tasks, do research. There's, I mean, Canada is great for copywriting. Mm-hmm. So I just, I spread it out. I like to be very global when I hire virtual assistants. Now your, your blog, you also talk about changing the world. How do, how do you go from blogging to building a world altering business? Well, I guess it depends on the platform. That's why I'm so passionate about virtual because it connects people from all over the world with work and it connects entrepreneurs from my country and other larger countries with people that will help them create businesses that could potentially change the world. So it's touching a lot of lives. It's helping stimulate the economy in both the country that people hire out of and the country that people are getting hired out of. So it's a very global business that it's the idea of, you know, if a butterfly flaps its wings in one place, there's a huge change across the world. That's what we have happening at virtual. There's so many different small interactions that add to a larger global phenomenon, which we hope to spearhead. And what's your, what's your marketing strategy for these two companies? How are you going to get, uh, obviously you started the sites fairly recently, but how, how are you going to reach out to your customers? Uh, well, with virtual Zeta, it's very grassroots. We're reaching out one by one to bloggers. We're letting people know about our services. We have a wicked affiliate program set up. Mm-hmm. So every time you refer a sale, you get 75 bucks, which is a really good affiliate commission. Wow. Yeah. And with virtual, I'm actually in a tech incubator right outside of San Francisco in Silicon Valley for. So I'm going through and really building out the idea with them. And I have awesome mentors, some of the best CEOs and entrepreneurs in the world are part of this tech incubator. And I'm going to kind of really lean on their advice and their support. And it depends the kind of funding we get for it, how we'll do the marketing right now. I mean, it's barely an alpha phase. It's just very, very beginning. We're really fleshing out the idea and virtual Zeta is the moneymaker at this point. Now are you looking at getting uh, external funding for the program, for the effort? Probably. I wasn't thinking I was going to at first, but then I realized the kind of business I want to build virtual into will need external funding. It's not going to be bootstrapped like all of the other ones I've done so far. Mm -hmm. Plus, when you get external funding, you get a, a board and a collection of mentors that really help you grow a business into something very big. That's kind of cool, though. I mean, you've moved over from from starting out with eBay, and then you started doing some blogging, and now you're actually moving into, uh, I don't know, sort of a uh, incubator type type program. That's uh, kind of an interesting path you've taken there. Yeah, it's been very windy. I've just pretty much taken nonstop action, and that's how I've done everything. It's just constantly taking chances, constantly being active, and that normally pays off. That's what I found, at least. Yeah, you talk, I think you did a recent post on uh, talking about action and the importance yes. of action. And I found a lot of people, uh, they get started with something and they don't, don't, don't tend to follow through. Uh, 
It takes time though to build a business online, doesn't it? It does. It definitely does. There's a lot of fumbles along the way and you have to be very open to changing your idea and to being smart about it, not getting ridiculously in love with one idea and listening to other people and, you know, tweaking it as you go, which is very important. It's something I pride myself in that I'm very open to change. And it's something that's literally critical if you want to be a great entrepreneur. So if somebody was just starting out with their online business today, what kind of advice, uh, what one piece of advice would you give them? Um, Focus on one thing. That would be my biggest piece of advice. The thing that hampered me the longest was I would have anywhere from five to 10 ideas in the works at once, which I realized was a terrible idea. It's really essential for you to focus on one business and your blog And if they're the same thing, that's even better. But you cannot split your attention in several different directions until you're successful with one. Until you've gotten one off the ground, it's making money, you're doing well with it. Don't even think about starting something else. Yeah, I would agree. When I I went full-time, one of the first mistakes I made was to jump in and try and, you know, I had all these ideas that I had had built up over the years uh, uh, while I was working and and building my business part-time. And when I went full-time, uh, one of the first mistakes I made was to jump right in and try and do everything at once. I tried to implement all my ideas that I had at once, and yeah. I quickly, quickly found out that was not actually possible. You can't do them it all at once. Fires in such a big way. Yeah, so you you really got to. I agree with you. You have to focus on uh, on making one thing successful at once. Absolutely. Uh, now, what? Uh, one last question. What What's really working for you? What kinds of things are are working best for you in your business right now? Um, well, outsourcing really, I mean, it's the reason that I've gotten as far as I have. It's the reason I've started these new businesses and it's, it's really becoming a global phenomenon. So I would say if you are just starting out, seriously consider hiring a virtual worker part-time, um, getting a few jobs done here and there by virtual assistance, it will open your eyes to the world of outsourcing. And as you build your business, you'll keep an eye out for things that you can outsource so you can focus your time on what's most important. I mean, it truly is critical for starting a business on a, you know, on a shoestring and really being able to be competitive with these big companies that have so much money behind them. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize all the different tasks that are involved in starting a business and how many skills you really have to master. And you really can't yeah. be a master of all of them. Exactly. And it's great to just have somebody else take that off your plate and let you focus on the core of your business. Absolutely. So is there anything else you'd like to add, Marin Kate? Um, focus on one thing. Act constantly. Even if you're doing the wrong thing, it's really important that you keep that um, that motivation and that just kind of that, that speed up. It's very important that you don't stop for several months or even several weeks. You need to constantly keep acting and just adjusting course as you find out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And it's tough, tough keeping motivation some days, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Besides that, uh, come visit me at virtualzeta.com and find yourself a virtual assistant. That would be about it. Outstanding. Well, thank you again for being on the show, Marin Kate. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. And so again, that was Marin Kate from escaping the nine to five.com and also virtualzeta.com and yep. virtual.com. Yes.
which is still very, very new. Well, we're looking forward to, to seeing great things out of all those sites. Thank you awesome. again. Awesome. Thank you. I'd like to say thank you one more time to Marin Kate for agreeing to be on the show. I've got another great interview scheduled next week with Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com. And Pat, uh, Pat's business has really taken off. Uh, he gets uh, literally hundreds of thousands of visitors every month. And he told me his podcast gets almost a quarter of a million visitors uh, a month. Just incredible. Uh, after that, we'll be back to answering your questions. And you can leave me a question anytime for the show at 703-873-7782. I have a recording line there where you can record your message 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also go to onlinebusinessend.com and go to the contacts at the top of the page. I'd like to spend 30 seconds at the end of the show just talking about my consulting services, something I really haven't talked much about on the show. I worked with a client over the weekend to launch his new website. I set up his blog, installed a theme, optimized it for the search engines, and installed a number of plugins to get him started. And then I provided some training for him, and it only took me a few hours to do that. And with his permission, I actually recorded all of that as well. And I'm going to be adding that to my video offerings in the near future. But if you'd like to consult with me, you can click on the consulting link at the top of the page at onlinebusinessend.com. I really appreciate you being here uh, and listening to the show today. I hope you have a great business week. Music.